So it is that time again, gentlemen. It is Game of the Year time. And uh, we're looking at Game of the Year 2017. Uh, I mean, unexpectedly, I think our nominations list is pretty Nintendo heavy, uh, which I don't (laughs) think would be a surprise to anybody that has listened to our show in the entire year of 2017. Um, If it is okay with you both, can I list off my nominees first? Do it. Mm -hmm. Because I expect we're going to have some pretty severe overlap anyway. Um, I'm I'm just going to throw these out. These aren't necessarily in my picking order. I'm just going to put them out there. Um, And then we're going to talk together, pick our personal game of the year, and come to some kind of consensus for Remaster's Game of the Year. So, my nominees, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And again, I say like I don't want to put these in order or anything, and I don't want to tip my hand too early, but on reflection, I think that Breath of the Wild is probably the very best video game I have ever played. Um, I had wondered if if any other game that comes out this year could come close to it, and there are there are certain games that I like more in certain ways than Zelda, but as an all around package, I don't know if I've ever had as much fun for as long in a video game as I have had Legend of Zelda. I actually think that the only game that comes close to this, and I think that Zelda has tipped it out there, is GTA Vice City, which I think may have been mm. my previous video game pick of all time. I love that game. I used to just, once I complete, I spent months just driving around that world after the, the, the game was over. I loved the music. I loved everything about it. But the the pure level of surprise that Zelda has is just... That is, I think, my biggest thing. Is every turn was a surprise. Everything I could do was wonderful, um, and I am eagerly awaiting more details about this DLC, which should be coming out within the next couple of weeks. Is my understanding yeah. right? They said holiday I season. I bet we're gonna see a trailer at the Video Game Awards on what is it tomorrow? No, on Thursday. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's in a couple of days. That could that could be. I could see that happen um, because they they confirmed it's coming out by the end of the year and it's uh, December already. So we got two weeks before Christmas. I think we're gonna get a trailer and a release date at the Video Game Awards. That would be that would be perfect. I think. Considering we're probably gonna have significant overlap in our lists, do you guys want to say anything you have to say about Zelda now? Um, well, um, so I I only I personally only have two picks okay um two nominees and both are for the nintendo switch because it, it is the console that i've it, it is the only console that i've played this year i mean if you discard the two months between january and march so uh from march up until today um i've only played with my switch basically uh i would say 90 percent of the time 10 percent uh, divided between the PS4 and the Nintendo 3DS, where I'm still playing Pokemon Sun from last year. But the Switch has defined my 2017, and Zelda is the game that I've played the most. Uh, not just this year, but in my entire life. Um, I think I'm approaching 160 hours of gameplay. Um, there's no other game I think that I've ever played so much, not even Final Fantasy Tactics back in the day. And... Not only not only was it was Zelda up to the um hype that there was between uh b- before the release of the game and the Switch, but 
it's turned into this sort of comfort game that I go back to every time I need to, I just need to relax and I just need to wander around and explore the world. And I'm still discovering things and I was able to, uh, you know, to, to complete all the shrines and to get all the maxed out uh, armors and all the best weapons. And I'm now I'm exploring and I'm trying to collect as many Korok seeds as possible. But I think Zelda was... Breath of the Wild was successful in reinventing the Zelda formula. But for me personally, it um, it's the kind of game that I needed. Um, and it, it, it made me appreciate open world games in a way that no other open world game did before. So um, this, I already know that this is... Zelda is my game of the year, <laughs> and hey, you're not uh, supposed to say yet. You got to keep it a secret I'm, until like. Okay, on. I mean, I have, I have two picks. It's not hard <laughs> to guess, but okay, I will repeat the sentence later on, Mike. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is what I have to say about that. It's probably gonna be my game of the year. We'll see in about ten minutes. Okay, probably. Yeah, that, that, I like mm-hmm. that more. Probably, probably. Yeah. All right, Shahid, what do you have to say about Zelda? Ah, you two fanboys. What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) It's time to retire, Link, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, I respect this game enormously. The interesting thing is that despite it not making my top three, I actually played this more than most console games on PS4 this year, which is staggering. I played a whole bunch of AAA stuff in the first three months, Mm -hmm. all of it on PS4. And I played none of those games as long as I played Zelda. And I didn't play Zelda very long. must have been, what, six, seven hours? Not a long time. I mean, it was a difficult period for me work-wise. So I was not getting a lot of gaming in anyway. But in that time, in that very short space of time, I could see that it was a radical reinvention of Zelda that it did open world in a way that was a lot more accessible, that the surprise and delight that you expect from Nintendo was there in droves, that it just felt lovely to touch the world and feel the world touch you back in some way and to have all these crazy tools with which to try crazy things. And yet it also had a sense of serenity You know, you could just, you didn't have to engage all the time or do stuff all the time. You could just look at the vista, explore, look around, find new areas and so on. So in that sense, I have a lot of respect for it. I didn't fall in love with it, but it would probably go in my top five at number four for games of the year. All right, so let's talk about Super Mario Odyssey. Um, I loved Odyssey, like... It was kind of the perfect Mario for me, right? It was exactly what I was hoping for. It was exactly what I was looking for. It was all of the things I love about Mario. You know, my I had 2D experiences. I have 3D experiences um, in com- completely brand new worlds. And the, the stuff that they did to remix Mario's character and story and arc um, was really welcome. Um, and I had just an absolute ton of fun playing this game. I think the key difference for me, because like when I when I was playing Mario, like when I was playing through, 
I was like, oh boy, this this might edge out Zelda, right? Because the the joy that I was having playing this game was just was just off the charts. But I think the key thing for me, which differentiates Mario Odyssey from Zelda, is that once I finish the main story, I put it down and stop playing, and I haven't gone back. But with Zelda, I spent a lot of time in the post game, like the you know after after. Uh, doing the final thing you can do in the game, mm. I wanted to go and see everything. And I know there's stuff mm. I haven't seen in Mario Odyssey, but I don't feel the urge to rush back in. I had other stuff that I wanted to play, so I put Odyssey down, and I don't know if I'll pick it up for that purpose again. I would play through again, for sure. You know, maybe in six months' time or something. But I didn't have the urge to explore. Yeah, I, I, I really the same way um and it's funny because mario is structured in a way that nintendo um very cleverly uh set up a post an actual post game um system where you unlock different worlds and you can go collect different moons whereas zelda doesn't really have a, that kind of post game structure you basically if you beat the story you just start over from just before the final boss and then you go out and explore the world again yeah you're just spat back outside the castle as if nothing happened it's kind of yeah you know. there, it's not like you unlock a new region of the map just by doing the post game um i know that they released the the trial of the sword but it's i don't feel like that really accounts for i finished the story and now i can do this that was just a dlc yeah um but i, I feel the same way that i'm not I'm not drawn to to go back to Mario. Um, I mean, I, I and I, and it's strange because I I have this feeling that like oh man I I really should play more Mario again and collect a bunch a bunch of different moons. But then when I look at my Switch and there's the Zelda icon on the home screen, I'm like yeah maybe I'm gonna play some more Zelda instead. <laughs> yeah, it's just a constant Zelda. I I, I have become boring. Uh, in terms of what games I play, this is why I um, I, I want to get back into my my PlayStation. I just bought a PS4 Pro. I got a new uh, 4K TV that I'm actually setting up today, um, and and I want to play the games that I've missed in 2017 because otherwise I, I I literally just played Zelda the entire year. Those couple of hours each day, uh, there have been weeks where I didn't have time to play. But basically, I've been playing just Zelda and Mario for those three weeks uh when it came out two weeks maybe then it came out and i wanted to finish the game i stopped playing zelda i finished mario and then i went back to zelda again and i and i feel like in 2018 i want to add more variety to the games that i play which i think will happen anyway as we'll talk about later in this in the episode but i want to make a personal effort to have a more varied um play uh habits you yeah. want a more balanced video game diet yeah yeah i feel like i feel like uh i had enough switch in 2017 and enough zelda now there's this dlc coming out and that would probably you know cap off my 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 game time with zelda for for real this time shade what do you have to say about mario super mario odyssey goes into my top three i won't say which number until near the end though i think it's pretty obvious especially considering our recent show where we talked about it in detail. And it also goes into my top 10 of all time. So 40 years of video games, and it goes straight into my top 10 without any hesitation. This is the best Mario ever made. 
Mario feels fresh and new. He feels almost impossibly delightful to control. Mm-hmm. It is just a joy to just pick up that controller and make Mario do things. And you never stop learning what else you can accomplish with Mario. I played this with my family, which makes it unique amongst many video games. In fact, I can't think of very many video games where I've been able to enjoy the entire game with my family, all the way through to the, uh, to the end of the game, and then continuing beyond that. Because unlike you guys, I carried on playing after the, uh, I guess, the notional ending. Because it did feel like a beginning. It was like the whole world had been revealed anew, you know, with the, with the moon. And yeah, I, I did, as I say, I, I, did, I have done some of it, like for sure, but not in comparison very much. And especially not in comparison to what I put into Zelda once it was done. One of the things I get at the end of a video game that I've really enjoyed, because, you know, over the last 10 years, I finished very, very few video games. It's just the nature of the business that I've been in. Most of my work over the last 15 years has been in A&R. And in A&R, as, as you'll find in any A&R, in any media industry, you get jaded and you get the sense that you can evaluate a game very, very quickly. You start to look at things very analytically. And rare is a game that I feel compelled to finish. Even rarer is a game that I feel compelled to continue after it's done. And here's the thing that I grieve for at the end of a really good video game that has had excellent progression in mechanics and ability. It's that once you've acquired that muscle memory to pull off cool stuff, just as you think you've mastered the controls, not even mastered, but just become really proficient at the controls, there is now nothing for you to do with that mastery. And I feel a sense of grief, you know? That's that's genius. Yeah, Uh I get it. I 100% get that. Yeah. And, and the beautiful thing about this game is once you've done that and now you know where all those inaccessible moons were, because some of them are there, I'm sure, and some of them are not. Some of them were revealed as a result of you finishing the game and uh, cracking the, the funny uh, box open, which to me looked like, um, uh, oh God, what's that pinhead film? Hell, Hellraiser. You know that weird box in Hellraiser, the horror movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what that's what the moon box looks like to me. The moon crate, whatever it is. And uh, anyway, you crack it open and you see where everything is, and uh, it's, it's just magical. And now suddenly you feel like the work that you put in to learn the controls didn't go to waste. You can now use it to do things that might have been impossible for you first time round. So you get to experience each level anew. And that's just beautiful. I mean, I didn't even learn the cap jump until after I'd finished the game. I finished the game and now I learned the cap jump. And I thought, what? Okay, so what can I use this for? So now I'm looking around the whole map again for areas where I could possibly use that. And then I'm thinking, how could I chain this? You know, maybe, maybe there's other stuff I can do with this. Maybe I could do this and that and this kind of combo. And suddenly the world just opens up in a way that wasn't possible before. And, and you're pulling off tricks that were unimaginable, just leave you literally gasping and laughing. One of the things I learned from this game um, was the genius of Nintendo's level design. And I found myself speaking about Nintendo as if they were some kind of higher entity to my family. There was this one uh, one level, which is on the moon, 
you're underneath, you go to the, the volcano stuff, all the lava, right? Mm -hmm. And there was this platform moving in one direction. And it wasn't coming back. And the thing is, I got this this platform and there was a little um, uh, fence in front of me that I couldn't go under. And the platform went under the fence. And to the left and right of the fence are supports. And you can stand there while the platform disappears. Platform doesn't come back. It always goes in one direction. Now, I made a mistake and I ended up landing there as Mario instead of the caterpillar. And the only way you're going to get around this support is by being the caterpillar. And then, you know, my, my son was watching me and he had to go to school. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bad dad. <laughs> and I'm looking at him and my wife's there and, and I'm looking at them. They can't put up with this, you know, like I've just messed up. And I'm saying, I, but I need the caterpillar. And I'm looking at them, looking at the game. And then I turn around to them and say, almost in reverence, it's Nintendo. There's going to be a way. <laughs> <laughs> I can do this. Somebody no, no, no. thought it's, about this. <laughs> yeah. And I, at that point, I was convinced that in the head of a designer somewhere, they had imagined this scenario and made sure there was a way out. So I almost prayed. Okay. I didn't literally pray, but I turned around and thought there is a way to do this. I had to do two long jumps, pixel perfect. Okay. Not quite pixel perfect, but it felt, felt like it. The second jump, I would have to throw my cap to stun the caterpillar so that it wouldn't bite me, land on the ledge with my fingertips, and then get the caterpillar. And if I didn't get this right, it, that was it. I was restarting the level, and it took taken ages to get to that point. And you know what? Without hesitating, I looked at them, said, Nintendo, it's Nintendo there's going to be a way. I just pulled it off. And, and they applauded. <laughs> Because it was the most stylish thing I'd ever done in a video game. And I'd done it out of pure faith in the genius of Nintendo's design. And when, when we did that, we literally did that as a family, we just looked at each other like, this game is just magical. You know, uh, ages ago, we, talked, we might have talked about Destiny and the way uh, Bungie's designers kind of wink back at the player you know mm -hmm. you try stuff it's always happened mario mario's done it forever you know you'd, you'd go to an inaccessible area and you know that the designers have made it accessible they're they're ahead of you that's a genius and they've done that in this game more than they've done in any other game it is a beautifully designed game absolutely everything about it is 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 delightful it's like the greatest sandbox toy game i've ever played um i've probably given away what my game of the year is but i i don't think i've played a better game in a long time this is a very strong pitch for mario yeah mario good game <laughs> so moving on uh stardew valley i have to pick don't stardew retire valley. mario yeah well it was we all remember what you said uh i have to pick stardew valley in here i have had so much fun playing this game and it is a game that i foresee myself playing for a very long time into the future as it just continues to open up um and i learn new things about it and new things happen and there's you know there's multiplayer coming next year and i'm very interested to see what that does and it's also actually going to be bringing some more kind of like single player game content as well um i knew i was going to like this game um, I did not foresee just how much I was going to like this game. I have put 
an incredible amount of time into Stardew Valley and I have lots of intentions to put lots and lots more time in. It is an absolute joy and a delight. Uh, and I am so happy that I waited to play on the Switch and I am thrilled that it is just as good and as surprising mm. um, as it is, which is even though I was looking forward to it, I my expectations were not set even close to just how much this game would delight me. Um, now, I believe I'm the only one to have anything to say about this game. Um, this is the section where it's going to be Federico as the icon for the game on the home screen, but has never opened the game yep. and has played yep. Zelda instead. Uh, you can apply you can apply these to the next title as well. Well, actually, I the next one in your list, I played for two hours, then okay. I went back to Zelda. And that is uh, Mario and Rabbids. Uh, I... <laughs> This was a great game. This was a big surprise. Like, I bought this game because I needed a new game for the Switch, right? Like, this was before there were, like, however many hundreds of games there are on the Switch now. Um, I just was just looking for something, and reviews came out and were surprisingly positive. Like, this game looked like it was going to be a bit of a filler, but it turned out that it was designed by uh, a, a team who, with a lead designer who was absolutely obsessed with Mario, and this was like his live stream to work on a Mario game, and he got given the chance at Ubisoft, so he went ahead and just made a fantastic strategy game. Like It is just a really excellent game um, that I would and will put more time into, and I think I just got... Uh, there was something else that came out, whether Stardew or Mario, that that shook the game away from me a little bit. But I'm not done with it, not by a long shot. Like I, I want to see how far I can take it. I have never really played much strategy, um, like the real time strategy games, and was just really, really surprised uh, at how good the mechanics were um, and how good it integrates with the kind of Mushroom Kingdom aesthetic. Uh, this was a clearly a labor of love, um, what very well represented. I think that it is worthy of the praise that it got, uh, even though it was a surprise for basically everybody. Yeah, this is one of the games that I want to go back to, um, that I that I want to try and finish um, now that I have more free time to play. Um, the, the inter- all you know the backstory of how this game came to be, um, if, especially if you follow the developer, uh, one of the lead developers, Davide Soliani on Twitter, is Italian. And it's, everything about this game is just so heartwarming. Uh, this guy that had Shigeru Miyamoto as his idol uh, growing up. Um, and I, I read one of, one, of, uh, one of the guy's stories that once Miyamoto was in, in Italy, in Milan, and he camped out. Uh, out of uh, out of the hotel where Miyamoto was staying under the rain at night, just so that he could meet uh, Miyamoto w- early in the morning when he when he left the hotel, uh, just to take a picture and have his autograph on one of the one of the games that he that he was working on at the time. So um, it's th- this game looks fantastic and it seems very fun. I mean. Um, I, I played a couple of hours and uh, super early into the game, but I could tell that it was a fun game. And just knowing that the developer and the entire company, really the entire Italian studio that worked on it, cares so much about Mario and about preserving you know, Nintendo's aesthetic and, and 
passion for gameplay, it makes it even better for me because I, I know it's a product of love, not just uh, not just a marketing scheme to mix two brands together, but it's actually done with passion and care, which I which I can appreciate a lot. And they have been uh, very active in the Switch community and Reddit and stuff like that. Like they very recently, I saw like a. Uh, not necessarily an AMA, but they were asking for feedback about the game in the Nintendo Switch Reddit. Uh, they, they, this is a team that love what they've made, and I think this is the beginning of a franchise between Nintendo and Ubisoft. This game was so widely well received that it really would feel to me like everybody involved. Uh, want to keep that going i would be very very surprised if we didn't see more games um in the mario and rabbits stra- uh, strategy game franchise like they were able to make this out of you know probably a a good budget but maybe not as big as it could be you know like the, i i expect that they turned something out which is incredible and surpassed everybody's expectations so now we're gonna probably see more of that um as time goes on and i, I welcome it I would love to see it. And then I guess my my last pick, and I think we, we have maybe one or two more after this, uh, is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I mean, it feels like kind of a cheat, right? Because... Mm, kind of, yeah. It, it's mostly <laughs> the same game, right? This was on the Wii a year or two ago, a couple of years ago. But Mario Kart is Mario Kart. And any time a Mario Kart game comes out, it's probably going to find its way into a game of the year list because... It is, it is what it is, right? Like it is just an excellent game that that everybody that plays it has good experiences with. You know, and you have your stories of your friends that you play it with, and you know it's it's excellent, right? Mario Kart is Mario Kart. Like I don't know what more you can say about it than that. Well, you guys talked about putting in what a hundred hours, hundred and sixty hours into Zelda. Um, the Super Mario Kart on Super Nintendo, I put in over one thousand hours. Mm-hmm. And this game, I didn't put in <laughs> a thousand hours because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a kid anymore. But I did think it was fantastic. Unlike you, unlike you both, I had no experience of this on the Wii U. I didn't have a Wii U. Uh, was never really interested in the Wii U, so it it felt new to me. Yes, and it was a wonderful family game. It remains a wonderful family game. It still gets played at least once a week in our house. And for me, it's a life-affirming game. It's one that teaches you about life. You know, because the thing about life is life isn't fair. And one <laughs> of the things that we try and teach kids... <laughs> I wonder where you were going with that. That this, well, Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, one of the things we teach kids, right, is that, is that life is fair, um, you know, justice and blah, blah, blah. No, rubbish. Life is not fair. And the sooner we get kids to understand that, the, the better the set of tools they'll have to negotiate the life that they actually have, right? So life isn't fair. Mario Kart isn't fair. It rubber bands. They cheat. Um, when, when you're up against Bowser, it hurts when he knocks you off. When you're up against Kong, it hurts when he knocks you off. And you feel cheated. You feel like they've got all the pickups. It's always been that way. It will always be that way. 
But boy, do you feel good when you win. And the only way you win in this game is by keeping your cool, not taking it personally, not holding a grudge against Peach because she's done you over at the finish line by one hundredth of a second yet again. They've retained that. They've improved it. They've iterated upon it year after year after year. And they have probably one of the greatest life-affirming video games of all time. Man, that is an impassioned plea for Mario Kart mm. that I wasn't expecting. Mm. But that is just genius. That I've never thought of Mario Kart in that way. Like, I'm aware of all of those mechanics. But yes, it does. It teaches you a life lesson because mm. you think that you're, you've got it won and then a blue shell comes out of nowhere and then Koopa just beat you. That's and it's what not happens. fair. No, it's not fair. But if you handle that badly, you ain't going to play well. You know, it's going to ruin yep. your following games. And so just for life training, I love it because it teaches me patience. It teaches me persistence. It teaches me resilience. And it teaches me that I'll get my own back one day. Yeah. Next time. <laughs> it's All in right. my top three. That's, that's the end of my list and Federico's list. So Shahid, do you have anything uh, else that you want to put in as a contender? Yeah, I would say Hellblade. I'm okay. very biased. I'm very biased, but I had the good fortune to be heavily involved with um, the, I guess, the genesis of this game. And I was also invited for a playthrough before the game was released. So I spent an entire day at the offices of Ninja Theory and played it. And didn't expect to be moved by it as much as I was moved by it. It was genuinely one of the most powerful video game experiences I've ever had. The interesting thing with this game is that they partnered with uh, the Wellcome Trust to ensure that their portrayal of psychosis, schizophrenia, if you like, was, was respectful of the condition as much as could possibly be achieved in a video game. I've never seen a developer work so hard to so realistically and accurately. I can't say because I, you know, I don't have the condition. And uh, fortunately, I don't know a lot of people um, in, you know, who are close to me with this condition. So I've not had to live with the consequences. But I tell you what, I was disturbed playing this game. And it was extremely powerful the way it, the way it moved me. And it did that through a spectacularly well-written, well-told story, a wonderfully acted lead character, and the best soundtrack and ambient sound effects, ambisonics, I've ever heard in a video game. I've never heard sound that powerful in a video game. Totally dynamic, totally sensitive, and totally supportive of what the game was trying to achieve. There was no glorification of violence. There was no trivialization of the condition. It all felt smooth. Uh, absolutely perfect from edge to edge. I would say one of the most powerful video game experiences it has been my pleasure to to have. And I, I really honestly did not expect to feel the way I did mm -hmm. when um, when I signed the game back uh, back in 2014, I think it was, which is quite a while back. You know, I thought it would be a really nice game, but I didn't know exactly where they were going with it so all credit to ninja theory who've pulled off a sensational job you know they tried to get this 
AAA feeling into a game that didn't have AAA uh, production budget. They had to make a much more contained game as a result. But what they did with what they had was spectacular. You know, they are a AAA developer and they have been making AAA games for a while. So for them to be able to retain that and to improvise methods of imparting a really powerful experience with a limited budget and yet not have the game come across as low budget at all. To the contrary, it feels like a big budget game. I think it was a spectacular achievement and possibly the development achievement of 2017. Oh, this isn't a game that I'm very familiar with at all. I would oh. urge you to play it on PS4. I really would. It won't take you long to play. Oh, um, yeah, I've seen this visual. Okay, yes, yes, I am familiar with it now. Yeah, I am. Okay, I mean, I will try it. I will definitely try it. Yeah, I saw a lot of um, buzz about this game, but it just came at a wrong time for me. Uh, it was released in August, and I think I had a bunch of yeah. travel going on and stuff <laughs> like that. But uh, yeah, I will put this back on my list again, because I, I mean, it's reviewed so highly. Um, so what, eights and nines out of ten, so... Yeah, you know, and of, of course, with your effusive review, Shahid, then it's going to have to go back on my list. I remember seeing some videos about it and was intrigued by some of the mechanics that I saw. So um, this is going to go yeah, back on my list to pick up. It It's very difficult to get across, but it will creep up on you. You'll feel, feel it on the back of your neck. Um, it won't take you a long time to play, but it's totally worth it because it's an experience unlike any other I've had in mm -hmm. video games. Can okay. I briefly go through some of the games that I would love to have played but didn't and think <laughs> that if I had... It's your like, <laughs> aspirational game of the year. Yes. Yeah, yeah the, these, are my, these are the games that I really wanted to play and didn't have time for. I've got a lot of them, actually. I think I've got how many games? What Four out of five of them. List of shame. It's my list of... Yeah, list of shame. Um, but it's, it's nowhere near as bad as my Kindle pile of shame. So, <laughs> so that's something. Um, Wolfenstein 2, because I just... Love Wolfenstein. Yeah, I'm waiting. Um, I'm waiting for the Switch yeah. version. Ah, interesting. Yeah. See, I'd want to play that on PS4 Pro or on PC. Yeah. If I had a Pro, I would. Um, right. But when and you choosing, don't have a PC, right? No, I not yet. I mean, that's. Are that's, you going to get one? Yes, that is going to be one of my things this year. I'm going to do it in 2018. Cool. I'm going to build a gaming PC. I'm going to do it. I'm committing to it. I'm going to do it. Uh, and then Cuphead which kind of looked intriguing. I don't think it's going to blow me away, but, you know, it's had some really good reviews and I'd love to have a go. Mm -hmm. I'll probably pl uh, play the PC version. I'm not going to buy uh, an Xbox One or an Xbox One X just to play one game. If there's a whole stack of games, then maybe. Yeah, if my Xbox wouldn't have gone kaput, I would definitely have played this game this year because I've been waiting for it since they first announced it. I remember. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which, to my shame, I've not played and wanted to since it came out. Yeah. Yeah, I took yeah. a very small dent out of that game and enjoyed it. Um, yeah, but I, uh, for me personally, I don't think it would have made my game of the year list. I, I don't think mm. it would have. It will for many people, and I understand why. Um, but there, that some of the some of the mechanics, some of the movement mechanics and stuff in that game, like traversing the environments and how you get around, I don't like. And it's very heavy on stealth. And uh, I like a smattering of stealth, but with the option to run and gun in those types of games. You know, like mm. I get bored and just want to run in there and just see if I can take everybody out. And I felt like every time I did that, I was kind of being punished. And I, I yeah. don't really like that. 
Mm. Okay, maybe I'll scratch that off the list then. <laughs> uh, what remains of Edith Finch? Have you you guys heard of this one? Never yep. heard of this. It's yep. been out for a while. Okay, um, and it's an indie darling. I really would like to check that one out. And the last one is one that I would not have heard of until very recently, had it not been for Lorenzo. I was asking Lorenzo for his opinion on um, games that I really should play that I might mm-hmm. not have heard of, and he says uh, Near Automata. Uh, by yeah, Square Enix, so I really yeah, want to check that I, one out. I don't know anything about this game except for every <sighs> video game journalist that I follow goes crazy over it. I played the demo and I just loved it. Like it was awesome. And I have the it's the next the next game and probably the first game that I'm gonna try on my new TV and the PS4 Pro. It's already on my PlayStation. I bought it two days ago. I cannot wait to start because I played the demo when it came out. And it was just incredible. And based on every review that I've seen and um, the end of the year lists that are going around now, the story and the characters are apparently amazing. And my memory of the gameplay itself was it's super addicting, addicting and super fun. So... I cannot. I cannot wait to play the real, the real game. Yeah. Well, with that recommendation, I am tomorrow going to place an order for a 4K yeah. TV, a PS4 Pro, and join <laughs> you, my friend. Yes, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Uh, I really. I. I want to play Near, and I want to play um, Horizon as well. Um, I'm not sure, like Mike said, that uh, with the stealth stuff, I'm not sure how I will react. Because I've never, I've never really been a stealth guy. Uh, I like to run around and shoot people and enemies in video games. I, I don't like stealth. Um, but man, those graphics are—they're looking great on the, in yeah, the videos one, that I've is, seen. It's so, the best. It's the best looking game that I played like, this year. It's like, like real for realistic, like for, for realism, yeah. like a, without a doubt. It's like candy. It's not good for me, mm. but <laughs> but it's. Uh, tastes fantastic <laughs> so uh i'll probably you know near and horizon are gonna be my first two uh demos of this uh new tv um, I, yes, I, I mean i love shooters too i'm totally with you on that one federico and uh the game that i would love to have had on my top three but just got pipped because i didn't spend as much time on it as the top three was next machina by housemark which is which is looking like possibly one of the last, if not the last, uh, all-out shooter or retro shooter that Housemark make, because they've decided that shooters just don't make enough for them commercially, which I think is a real shame. Which is a strange thing to say too. Mm. That's that seemed, that I would not. That would be counter to my expectations. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Are you surprised there's no VR games in my list? No, because I don't have uh, any in mine either. Yeah, yeah. I have. Have we? Uh, and I'm asking all of us. Have we been playing? Like, have we put some serious time into the PlayStation VR or any other VR this year? I know that I that I basically treat my PSVR headset as the fancy demo that I show to my friends when they come over, and that's all I've done basically. With the VR only game that I've year. put any real care into is Super Hot which I loved but decided that Superhot is a better game than the PSVR is t- is hardware. And that game was one of the real driving forces to m- for me to want to get an Oculus because I know I would enjoy this game a lot more if I didn't feel like I was fighting against the technology constantly. Um, and 
I think that for for, for for basic games, for simple games, games where you're mostly standing in one place and it's not high octane action, PSVR does a great job, right? Like Job Simulator and stuff like that is perfect for that. But a game like Super Hot, which is real complex and there's a lot going on and it's very heavily focused on your movement being accurate um the psvr just it just can't it just can't handle it in my opinion it isn't good enough the technology just isn't good enough for a game like that well i probably wore a vr headset more than uh you guys put together mm-hmm. but it wasn't for playing games it was for, for working on my chimera zero demo mm-hmm. and uh i i have to say i found the psvr by far the most comfortable headset to wear but yep. because it's so much easier to develop for oculus rift it wasn't long before i shifted over to using the rift to to do mm. most of the development so despite the comfort of psvr i ended up spending a lot more time wearing the rift but even then um i didn't feel compelled to find something really decent and spend a lot of time in vr it just the way my life has worked out my downtime has been away from the shed, which is where the VR setup is. And then I've just gone to the Switch. It's been my go-to comfort console, you know? Oh, we know. <laughs> I think <laughs> we can relate. <laughs> There's one thing that we know. It's that. All right. Let's take a break and we can crown our game of the year. And then I want to talk about two other things with you guys about this year and about next year. Um, but I want to thank our sponsor for this episode, and that is Crimson Mesa. I want to tell you a story about a game. I want you to to imagine, come on a journey with me here, dear listener. It is 3,000 years ago. In this time, you may have probably not found yourself listening to a podcast, but maybe working the fields by a river. Or maybe you're a king overseeing the business of your kingdom. Maybe you're a queen with your hand on the pulse. No matter who who you are, When the work was done and the time came to relax, there was a game that you would turn to. A game that everybody played across all lands. And as time went on, this game was eventually forgotten, lost to the sands of time. However, many years later, it was rediscovered by archaeologists and given the name, the Game of Twenty Squares or the Game of Ur. But it still remains mostly unknown, contained within the walls of museums. But now, it is back and it's on the iPad thanks to Crimson Mesa. The ancient game of the river is a reimagining of this classic game of 20 squares designed for the 21st century. Crimson Mesa is an independent developer focused on designing software for you to love and enjoy. They even have a blog as well over on their website that you can find, which is just focused on just talking about game design, if that is your type of thing. The ancient game of the river can be downloaded for free through the end of the year, and afterwards it will be available for $4.99, which is half of the original price. So there has never been a better time to go and try it out. Go and rediscover the ancient game of the river on your iPad uh, by going to the App Store today, and you can also find out more about the game over at gameoftheriver.com, and there'll be links in the show notes. Our thanks to Crimson Mesa for their support of Remaster. So, I mean, right, I think it's pretty clear where we're sitting here. And I could probably take the temperature of the room to say that both me and Federico say that Zelda is our game of the year. No, Mario. No, no, no. It actually is not. Uh, my game of the year is um, um, 
FIFA 18. Federico makes this joke, but I know you played that game this year. I know you bought I it. I actually right? am. Yeah, I'm sure I you have. Bought... <laughs> That's what makes the joke perfect. No, yes, yes, Mike. Um, so I'm going to say um, that like it's Zelda for us with probably Mario as runner-up. And yep. I would also assume that Shahid has Mario as game of the year and... Hellblade or Mario Kart, one of the two is runner-up, right? Yeah, Hellblade's so, my runner-up. So, okay, so we're going to say two votes for Zelda, one vote for Mario, but that's not necessarily how this thing works. Do we want to discuss here? What is the temperature of the room? How are we feeling? <laughs> Silence. Well, here's the thing. Um, Mario's number one for me. But it's what? Would it be safe to say it's number two for both of you? Yes. Mm-hmm. And Zelda's number one for both of you, but it's not on my top three. Mm-hmm. That makes Mario the winner in my book. By statistics, yes. <laughs> However, <laughs> there is also just... the, 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 uh, the element of both me and Federico claiming that Zelda is the best video game we have ever played. Which yeah, I think there is that. that I, is I that. feel like that tips the game in our favor uh, because it's such a high praise. So you got two game of the years uh, and two people saying it's the best game I've ever played versus one game of the year for Mario and two runner-ups. Um, so, you know, I think it's pretty obvious that Link wins this time. <laughs> so I'm just you, saying. What, what you could do is you could claim... Um, the former PlayStation guy's scalp around Mario, making me eat humble pie forever by putting Mario on top and saying that not only was I party to it, but I was the biggest cheerleader for it. No, we. I feel like we've already gotten that out of you by this point. I think we're good. <laughs> we 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 definitely got the uh, the the tail between the legs. I never should have said what I said about Mario. Like we don't need that again. We got that. We've got that. <laughs> So Shahib, we need if if we ever we even need you to move, or you can stand still in the ground, and we can keep t- we can keep debating about this one. Th- 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 this one is on you. Come on, guys! You both of you have said Zelda is the best game you've ever played. It's got to be our number one. We have to come to consensus. So this is only if you're happy to do so. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. I'm just because Super Mario is my number one doesn't mean it's a show's number one. But I'm very happy with it being a number two, as long as it's up Without there in the top three. Without a shadow of a doubt, oh, like yeah. Super Mario oh, yeah. is number two. And then again, it's like, for as much as there was a gap between one and two, whatever would be our number three, which we're not even going to bother to work out, the gap again would be chasm, right? Like it would be huge. The, these two games, they should be one and two of any video game game of the year. Like, I don't... Uh, this isn't, in my opinion, for debate, right? Like, these two games should be one and two of any list. Like, Nintendo have cleaned up. In my opinion, both these two games should be the ones that are, in every discussion across all of games media, people should be having the exact debate that we are right now. Yeah. What Nintendo game was game of the year? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I, and I yeah. just don't see a world in which we, that is not a thing. 
And you know, while this is this may be, if you've been listening to the show for months, in a way, totally boring. Like, of course, we're gonna pick Zelda and Mario. Like, who couldn't see this coming? Um, I think it's also kind of remarkable that we had there. There was so much anticipation for these two games, and Nintendo was not only able to meet those anticipation and to and to deliver on the insane hype surrounding the Switch and Zelda and Mario, but in many ways they have exceeded our expectations and they were able to, you know, go through... Zelda came out in March and at the end of the year we're still talking about the game and the impact of the game and we're anticipating the second DLC. I think it's kind of remarkable that for a new console and a company that's, you know, navigating out of troubled waters that, you know, for the past four years basically they are coming back and they have two games of the year and yes it's maybe boring because everybody's gonna pick them but they are fantastic games so why not and i think it you know this is the kind of comeback that you know nintendo as a company um that we've seen happen in the past but it's even more impressive now uh that the competition is so fierce and they're they have managed to turn the switch into a thing, even you know, with despite the existence of smartphones and iPads and other consoles and PC gaming that's stronger than ever. I think the entire Switch story in 2017 is just a remarkable act of resilience from this company, which is why they totally deserve the game of the year for at least one of the two. Never ever, ever, ever write off Nintendo. Yeah, it turns out, right? I mean, like, and this is completely why they deserve all of the conversation that has surrounded them for the last six months, nine months even, right? Like, that is why, because this is not what we have would have predicted when we saw that teaser. It was like, oh, Nintendo, you've got something really cool here, right? When they first showed the Switch. And then everything that came afterwards. I mean, there are many conversations that you could go back to and hear on this show where I am really nervous about Zelda. Yeah. Because I just did not believe that they could pull it off. And then it was delayed. And then it was delayed again. Right. Like, I believe we said uh, it's, it's, uh, it's huge, but it looks kind of empty. Like, what do you do in the game? It looked totally (laughs) empty. Right. Like, that they, whether purposefully or not, Zelda they really kept a lot of Zelda back and they they just did a great job, right? So, okay, Zelda is the game of the year. Nintendo has shocked us all. What about next year? Mm. Are we expecting Nintendo to do this again? Like, what uh, games so, do we even know about at this point? Uh, so I've, I've been thinking about this and, I, and I've been growing increasingly concerned that they fired these two shots early in the game uh, with Zelda coming out of launch and Mario in the same year and I've been thinking about like what do they have for 2018 because I don't want to be in the situation where I played Zelda and Mario in the first uh, six seven months of the Switch and then what then a bunch of third-party games I mean nice okay I can play some indie games I can play Doom I can play Wolfenstein on my Switch but what else has Nintendo in store so I've been thinking again of course we saw the Metroid Prime 4 trailer at teaser a few months ago but is that a game that is coming out in 2018 i have no idea what the status of that game is right now and then we know that yoshi and kirby 
are coming to, to the Switch, but those are like second-tier Nintendo games at best. So not in the sense of quality, but in the sense of, you know, popularity. Um, so I, I, I don't know. Of course, there's no other Mario. There's no other Zelda. There's no Splatoon, which also launched this year. There's no Mario Kart, I guess. Maybe Super Smash Brothers on the Switch. They I could see that. They still have Super Smash. They still have Pokemon. They still have Animal Pokemon Crossing. Pokemon would be... These these are top tier tier one Nintendo properties mm-hmm. that we don't know anything about, but could be in development in a could serious be. way for twenty eighteen holiday season. Right, that is this is not an impossibility. In between now, December twenty seventeen and October twenty eighteen, what are we gonna get? I have no Third idea. Parties. And but the guess. thing is, that's not a bad thing necessarily right like that is a unexpected good thing like a serious third party push which has begun and looks like it's going to continue with you know games coming out within six months of them coming out on the xbox and the playstation that will bring the console along and will make everybody that buys it this holiday season or bought it any time before it vindicates your decision because part of the problem with the wii u is there were no games it was only Nintendo games. That was actually a fault of the console. Like a, a plus of this console will be these other third parties, all of the indie games that they got. They will keep us going. Like we, we needed Zelda and Mario because when they were making their plans, there may not have been anything else. Right? Like when they were planning these games, it was like this might be all we have. Right? Like we get this, we'll get Splatoon, we'll get Mario Kart that's all there's going to be. Because they had no idea, I believe, that they were going to be able to get the buy-in from third parties that they ended up getting. They did a lot to try and bring people on board, and they probably believed, rightly so, that they could get some they'd get some indie developers on, right? That that makes sense. Like, the fact that people were developing for the Vita, right, that they've probably felt like that they would be able to get a lot of those developers, right, that would needed a place for their handheld games to go. But to be able to bring on Bethesda in the way that they brought on Bethesda, EA, you know, they look like yeah. they're really putting their eye on this. 2K, you know, the, these are the these are the top tier. These are the AAA game developers with the huge franchises, and they're starting to bring them over to the Switch. Like, the floodgates are beginning to open, and that will suffice for most of 2018, mm-hmm. even if these are 60-month-old games. Because probably by 2019, we'll be seeing... All three consoles at launch is probably what I expect. A word of warning, though. In the past, Nintendo has had third parties on board. Third parties haven't always got the returns they expected. And then the support went away. So So the crucial thing for Nintendo this time is to ensure that the platform is vibrant enough to support those third parties, which is why I think they deliberately had Zelda and Mario come out in year one because what they needed was an absolute smash first year because by doing that, they've made enough noise, they've shifted enough units, it's now selling like hotcakes. I would imagine that of the three major console manufacturers, Microsoft are the most worried because I'm hearing reports that people who have a PS4 buy a Switch as their second console. Yeah, Where does that leave Xbox? So there's there are issues for Microsoft, even though they have excellent third-party support right now. 
And one of the reasons they have excellent third-party support is because for those top-tier developers and publishers producing fantastic work six months ahead of Switch, it's very easy for them to do a game that runs on both PS4 and Xbox. It's harder for them to go with Switch. So Nintendo have been very smart, I think, in going for the big one-two in the first year. Because had they not done that and relied instead on pacing out their best properties, they might not have built enough hardware momentum mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. support the platform for third parties. Yep. I think the best thing that Nintendo have done this year is not the hardware, not even the games. It's their strategy. Their strategy has been exceptional. It has been the best executed platform launch I've ever seen. Because they just went all out in a way that companies tend not to do. They were mm. just like, nope, we're going to do it all. We're going to put it all out there. And it definitely worked for them. And I would say, Shahid, just like for, through monitoring how I monitor these things, you know, for as much as you can glean from certain reports and certain quotes, a lot of the developers, the big third parties that have put uh, titles onto the Switch so far this year, the 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 quotes from CEOs and and marketing executives have all been that we are very positive about the Switch, right? Like mm -hmm. everyone seems to be very positive, meaning yeah. we're selling more than we expected. Would be my assumption yeah. of what that means. Um, and I think the clearest indication of this is Bethesda, right? Like. Mm -hmm. You know, putting Doom and saying, oh, yeah, and we're going to do Wolfenstein as well. Like, that is a big, that is a, a, that's a big sign of commitment from them that they will, that they are, you know, they believe this. But you know, the, the whole third party strategy will have been successful when Nintendo can claim that their big third party partners are launching those big titles day and date with ps4 yeah. and so, so that, I, my, I believe 2019 in 2019 at e3 we will see something we will, maybe it will be a uh an ea sports game or you know it might be like a wolfenstein 3 or whatever and they will show three logos like that's when i believe and i believe it will happen because if the consoles can run these games which by and large it looks like for they can, right? Like, they can run these games. You know, or like, I know this sounds silly, maybe, but L.A. Noir, right, wasn't a brand new release, but Rockstar mm -hmm. put it on all three platforms on the same day. Yeah. Right? Like, they believed in it enough to do that, mm -hmm. which that is a company I never would have expected to see. Um, so, I, I think that it's like, if if they continue to sell like they have been, where like month after month, Nintendo are the strongest selling console. You know, like even when Microsoft are bringing out new consoles, they're like continuing to, to Nintendo are continuing to be the strongest seller. If they can continue to do that and the, the, the software sales are good and they have a great holiday season, which I think they're probably going to, it seems like it's just a no brainer for a lot of these companies to do this, but we're going to wait and see. But anyway, is there anything else on our horizon? I know for me, I'm really looking forward to Red Dead Redemption. Mm, that's a good one. Um, yeah, that's going to be nice, but it's going to be the next holiday season, right? Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah we're a year yeah, away. Yeah, like a year away. Uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, whatever the final name is going to be for Project uh, Octopath Traveler by Square Enix on the Switch. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. It's from the Bravely Default team, and I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm hoping that we'll see some Pokemon news um, next year, um, 
I really want to have a Pokemon game on the Switch. I've been playing Sun again on my 3DS, and basically the entire time I'm playing the game, and I'm like, this is really nice, but man, I wish it was on the Switch. Um, so I want to have Pokemon on the Switch. And yeah, That is exactly why I have broken my however many years it's been streak like of not playing the Pokemon game that year. Like I'm not yep. going to play the yep. Sun and Moon because I know the whole time I'm just going to be frustrated with having to play yeah. it on my 3DS. Yeah. And uh, I'm, uh, I have to say I'm looking forward to God of War on PlayStation 4. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like I need an action game uh, right now. Uh, it should be fun, but it's coming out, I think, Shahid can correct me, maybe in March? I don't know. Do we have a release date? I'm not sure. Uh but it's next year, anyway. So, um, yeah, these are the games I, I want to play. Yeah, God of War is the one I'm really looking forward to. I haven't paid any attention to it. Maybe I should. I, ne- I never played any of the God of War games. Okay, it's it's a, it's action uh, with a lot of blood and mm-hmm. enemies and monsters and I know Greek that mythology. They're like super yeah. big monsters that you climb all over. Oh yeah, right? like, oh yeah, I oh yeah, and quick time events. And this time, there's your son following your following your. Oh around. yeah, the game with the son in it. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that. Now it's I that one. It is. It's the that one. Kid. Uh, so yeah, um, I think you know uh, about the switch and third parties. Um, there's an irony in the fact that after all these years of, you know, criticizing Nintendo for their relationships with third parties, that it looks very likely that f- at least for the first half of next year, third parties are work- are going to keep the releases coming for the Switch. Um, it, it, it almost, you know, it's easy to say, but it took a successful console to turn things around in terms of developer relationships, maybe. Uh, so it's yeah, it's inter- it's an interesting change of pace. Uh, it looks like you know money and uh, revenue can fix a lot of problems, yep. even after all these years. Turns out, if you're successful, people want to do business with you. Mm, there's no hard feelings when it comes to money <laughs> between these companies. You know, yeah. For ten years you've sucked, but hey, millions of dollars, <laughs> everything is better now. <laughs> Look how beautiful you are. <laughs> Hey guys, I've got to give a shout out to a couple more games. Okay. I'm absolutely madly looking forward to, crazily looking forward to Media Molecules Dreams. Mm-hmm. I really do hope it comes out in 2018. It looks like it will. I have I still um, have an eyebrow raised to that game. I'm like, what are you what are you doing over there, Media Molecule? Is I, what I, I just, think. I, I I don't care. I need I need to play that game. I'm kind. Of, I'm, I've never really been the world's biggest uh, Kojima fan, but I'm curious about Death Stranding. <laughs> I'd like to see it. I mean, I'm kind of interested. I don't know if it's going to be any good, but I tell you what. The the one that I saw on a trailer, uh, I think it was was it the last E3 or the E3 before was Spider Man. That oh, on yes, I forgot about Spider Man. Oh my god, I cannot wait to play Spider-Man. It looks incredible. Hopefully, it's going to be the best Spider-Man game since Spider-Man 2, which is one of the best games ever made. (laughs) So that's on my list, by the way, of my favorite games of all time, Spider-Man 2. So I, yes, that, uh, I can't wait for that game. I cannot wait for that game. I might buy a PS4 Pro for Spider-Man. I think next year is going to be a really, really good year for PS4 for software. I will say that I think one of the reasons that Nintendo have had such a successful year is it has been mostly quiet for a lot of the other companies. Like, there have not been huge games, I think, that have done extremely well. 
especially because, I mean, I don't want to get into the furor that's happening right now, but a lot of the games from companies like EA are marred with microtransactions now. And it looks like that the the tide is going to shift on that. But I think it's mostly taken a lot of the air out of games this year on the on the PlayStation and on Xbox. Like the, the AAA game companies have have kind of been screwing everyone. Um, and I, and I think that it has made the experiences worse overall. Like Call of Duty, for example, seemed to score really badly this year, um, where it typically doesn't because it's like it's a known entity at this point. Uh, but so yeah, I think that one of the reasons Nintendo has been so successful and has had so much attention turned to them is it's been a little bit quiet on the Western front, but it looks like that next year could be a change for that. I mean, E3 was very exciting, uh, as well as getting to show off all of the many, 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 many games that got delayed this year. So, uh, I, there's a couple that I, you know, I have missed. I didn't get to play Uncharted, which I wanted to play. Um, and so, yeah. But uh, I think that I think that next year is going to be overall more exciting across the board. I think. Yeah. Man, congratulations, Nintendo and Zelda, uh, remaster game of the year. Yeah. Now, if you could just hurry up and release the DLC, we'd be even even happier yep. to give you a second medal for uh, bestest <laughs> game of the year. Uh, <laughs> Most most important game. I feel like I'm, I need to come up with with another title, some kind um, of award that you can get some ranking. It's got the TGC of quality. There, there you, you go. go. I'm gonna use that one. Uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild gets the TGC of quality in 2017. There you go. We're done. 